Welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. This week, we're covering the stability in the housing market, why the price of home building materials may actually be decreasing, and how new construction is growing in rural and low-density areas. It's Monday, June 8th. Let's dive in. Good news coming from the NEHB last week. The housing market is showing signs of stability going into the summer months. The NEHB says in a recently released press report that, quote, with one major exception, this week's housing data showed some signs of stabilization after an effective two-month pause for major portions of the U.S. economy. While most indicators are down year-over-year, there are hints of a rebound in the data, provided businesses can continue to reopen as the virus slows its growth. As the housing sector enters this particular recession underbuilt, it is a sector with both pent-up housing demand and sensitivity to low interest rates, which places it in a good position to recover more quickly than other sectors of the economy." This falls squarely in line with what we've reported last week, that the housing market continues to show signs of stability and that the housing market is actually in a unique position to lead the economic recovery of the U.S. post-pandemic. Another article I read this week found that one reason why the housing market is so stable and shows no signs of slowing down is the barrage of builder incentives in several high-profile markets. As we reported last week, Home sales in April were much better than expected, and that momentum is continuing well into June. So although it's been reported, and even reported right here on the construction cut, that home prices aren't going down, there does seem to be some anecdotal evidence in the new home building market. And that evidence is that builders are lowering the prices of newly built homes in order to get people in the door. The latest report from the NEHB in Wells Fargo, the same one I reported on last week, is showing that nearly 22% of builders actually cut home prices in May, and nearly half of all builders provided at least some sort of sales accommodation to buyers in the month of May. So these findings back up the claim that most builders cut their prices in economic downturn, with nearly half of the report's respondents saying that they had cut prices during the Great Recession of 2007 and 2008. Piggybacking on that press release is another interesting finding from the NEHB. It's an NEHB heavy week this week, but this finding is one that could bring some much-needed housing to lower-density markets in smaller cities and rural areas. According to the NEHB Geography Index released last week, residential construction is expanding at a faster rate in those small and rural markets. Quote, We expect the virus could affect future housing preferences for those currently living in the hardest-hit, high-density environments, like central cities, and that housing demand will continue to increase in medium- and low-density communities. This trend will continue as households seek out single-family homes further from urban cores, particularly as telecommuting continues in greater numbers." So we know that the pandemic has affected major metropolitan areas as they are closely aligned with what the experts call a high-density lifestyle. But another interesting finding in the report is that home construction activity was actually increasing in lower-density areas, 
even before the coronavirus hit the U.S., citing higher levels of home construction in both inner and outer suburbs versus construction in high-density markets. I'm going to give you a little, well, actually a big piece of insight that most construction companies don't even realize. Nearly all of the problems you encounter in your projects and business have one thing in common, communication or lack thereof. Think about the last time a project went sideways. I'm guessing if you traced it back to its source, it had something to do with a missed or miscommunication. In fact, 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to poor communication during projects. Needless to say, good communication needs to be a priority in your business. And that's especially true with everything that's happening around us today. BuildBook has created a simple solution that makes communicating with your clients and team incredibly easy so nothing slips through the cracks. And as a reminder, they've also made it 100% free for you to use during this uncertain climate we're currently in. So hit pause right now and text BuildBook, one word, to 33777, and they'll send you a link to sign up. All right, let's get back to the show. While the VP of one of the nation's biggest contracting companies is saying that the coronavirus pandemic will actually lead to lower material prices, Joe Pirro of Rhode Island's Gilbane Building Company sat down with a construction dive last week to talk supply chains, lead times, and prices for common building materials. Joe mentions that materials like flooring were hit the hardest, and things like tile in Italy and lighting fixtures from China. Joe goes on to say that this supply shortage wasn't actually a production issue. It was a shipping issue. It was a shortage of shipping containers that needed to be returned to their point of origin. Imports in other countries were ready to be shipped here to the U.S., but there were no containers to ship them in. Experts in the industry were predicting these slower shipping times would impact the industry by months, but luckily they were only impacted by a few weeks. So will the coronavirus lead to higher material prices or lower material prices? Well, according to Piro, the answer is lower material prices. Piro says that based on communication with industry leaders, prices of materials will not increase. And, in even better news, prices might even go down as we get into Q3 and Q4. Piro says that the price decreases are a reflection of project delays and a higher level of inventory as supply chains return to their normal state. Piro says that contractors can protect their supply chains from a second wave of the coronavirus by creating a contingency plan now and to make plans to partner with their providers and make the decision to source as a subcontractor from that distributor or manufacturer. While the decrease in building materials will be welcome news for many remodelers and contractors across the U.S., and the good news is coming on the heels of a new survey from the National Kitchen and Bath Associations, which has stated that the effects of the pandemic on kitchen and bath businesses has plateaued for the last two weeks, following a six-week downward trend. The NKBA points to a few reasons for the industry's newfound stability, including the recent openings of manufacturing plants and contractors resuming work in clients' homes, among others. Although the findings are showing a positive outlook, the data does indicate that those businesses on the smaller end of the spectrum are having a tougher time compared to companies with larger staffs and larger operating revenues. Well, OSHA has released a new COVID-19 website for construction employers and their workers. 
The website is dedicated to providing guidance on reducing the spread of the virus and keeping the construction community informed about changing conditions in the workplace and even where employees can get tested for the virus. The site doesn't establish any new guidance, but rather advises that employers implement certain safety standards as required by their city or state laws. The website also provides information on the use of physical barriers to separate workers, how to identify early symptoms of the virus, and how employers can stagger work schedules to keep social distancing requirements. And I'll go ahead and link that OSHA website in the show notes so you can get to it easily. Well, speaking of safety measures, mandatory masks and face coverings are revealing a new set of job site issues. These face coverings have led to pushback from some workers in the industry, saying they are uncomfortable and hot. At the federal level, OSHA recommends that all workers on the job wear masks to prevent the spread of the virus, but other states have taken that initiative a step further, requiring employers to provide PPE for workers who cannot remain six feet apart. That regulation goes a step further in places like Washington State, which requires masks, gloves, and eye protection on the job site at all times, no exceptions. But despite OSHA's new website, getting workers to buy into the strict requirements, especially in areas that haven't been as affected, can be a significant challenge. Some site managers are battling against the almost Superman-like invincibility that many of their younger workers feel, And some have spoken out saying that patrolling every section or corner of the site just isn't practical. The heat of the summer months is also a concern, as employees may begin to feel hot, uncomfortable, and even claustrophobic, especially in the more humid areas of the country. Experts say that the best thing site managers can do to ensure compliance is to communicate the importance of personal protection equipment and set company-wide expectations of the use of face coverings. Thank you so much for tuning into the Construction Cut. It's been a pleasure as always. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you gave us a review and subscribe to Builder Funnel Radio. If you're listening on an iPhone, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or even have Siri subscribe for you. And if you're using an Android phone, you can subscribe to us right on Spotify. Make sure to check out the show notes for resources and additional information related to COVID-19. We'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.